Blog Talk Radio. Your attention, please, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming. It's Tuesday night, and it's 7.30 p.m., everyone. It's time for your national family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thorne. The acclaimed news talk program has earned a reputation as a high-quality example of digital journalism. We deliver the conversations you want to hear about the news defining our time. You can expect expert and celebrity guests weekly. This popular show is the recipient of the Bold Award in Journalism and has the We Day Excellency in Journalism Award. Let's bring in our on-air host, the one and only Shana Thornton. Well, good Tuesday evening, everyone, and welcome to your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton. Of course, I am Shana, and I am excited and honored that you have opted to join us this Tuesday night. It is February the 23rd, 2016, and we are already quickly approaching March. Can you believe it? Well, we're off to a great start here on Let's Talk America Radio, and we have more for you, so you have to stay tuned in. Now, speaking of more for you, we offer news talk for everyone, talk radio with substance. And you know our classic tagline here on Let's Talk America Radio, we offer real talk for real people, and we will continue along that mission. Well, tonight we have one very exciting and dynamic segment for you. Um, We are ultimately putting the spotlight on heart health. Hey, what's going on in your body? That heart is truly one of the most important organs ever. We're going to talk about it tonight, keeping you healthy on so many fronts. But I also want to let you know that on another note, we have a special exclusive interview with Trina Parks. And if you don't know, she was the first African-American woman featured in a James Bond movie. Many of you know uh, that franchise powerhouse. Uh, Perhaps you uh, remember seeing her in the early 1970s. She joins us tonight on In the News, talking about the Oscars and so much more. Now, of course, February is American Heart month, and we have with us tonight exclusively a one-on-one conversation with Dr. Leslie Cho. She's a cardiologist who happens to be the director of the Cleveland Clinic's Women's Cardiovascular Center, so you want to stay with us. We also have acclaimed pharmacist David Foreman on tonight. We have an exclusive interview with him. We talk one-on-one about your health and, of all things, prescription drugs, okay? We're going to talk about that. He has some interesting perspectives for you, so stay tuned in. Now, this is one complete show tonight, Uh, but we're not done yet. We also want to quickly talk about self-esteem with some important experts, including dermatologists from Extreme Makeover and the television show, The Doctors. Dr. Ava Shamban is on with us uh, tonight. You want to hear what she has to say about self-esteem and how you're feeling about yourself. This is for men and women, and especially for our youth. And lastly, we will present an intriguing and timely conversation with Monica Peterson from HGTV about hard water in your home, okay? So we've got one awesome lineup tonight, and you know we love great music also. Music of Michelle Johnson will air tonight, okay? So, hey, it's one phenomenal show. Message all of your family, friends, colleagues, and neighbors, and let them know that Let's Talk America Radio is on right now. We are live on this Tuesday night.
tonight. And we are so excited that you are with us because you are in for one awesome production tonight, okay? We offer variety on this show. You know that. And it's talk radio for everyone. News talk that informs. All right, everyone. We're going to be back on one in seconds. Our signature in the news is up next where we highlight the top trending global stories from around the world. Tonight, we talk about politics, the recent shooting in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and we will talk Oscars. Stay with us. Let's Talk America Radio is on now. We're in your ear. Hashtag LTA Radio, all caps, LTA Radio right now. Hey, if you're on Twitter right now, hashtag LTA Radio. On Facebook, going through your news feed, hashtag LTA Radio. And if you're on Instagram, snap a selfie and hashtag LTA Radio. We are live right now, and we appreciate all of the continued support. We're in your ear. Let's get it. It's Tuesday night. Regina R. Tate is a Christian counselor, and she's written a book entitled There is a Bomb for That. The copulation is her platform to inspire and spread the love of God. The book is encouragement and motivation to get beyond and through everyday issues and problems using the Word of God. In addition, she shares some accounts of athletes and other well-known people doing admirable or not-so-admirable things to help push across her messages of encouragement. Tate combines her love of sports with her love of the Lord to inspire those of us who are on the Lord's side and others who are seeking reasons to trust in God. Within the book are articles or misses including Hold Fast, Gifts of the Cross, Call to Be Better, and Don't Get Weary, all of which remind us that God is always pulling for us to get to the other side of the room. In the missive, there's a bomb for that. Tate Vince, my head hurts because there is so little tolerance for the diverse prisms through which we see life, and there is a declining appreciation for the myriad ways we have come to survive life. She goes on to explain why her neck hurts, her eyes, her ears, her stomach, her feet, and even her heart hurt. But then she points out that she is not in a woe is me state of paralysis because she says, I have medicine. I have a bomb in Gilead. Her aim with the book is to remind all of us that we indeed have medicine for whatever ails us. Regardless of what the situation or the crisis is, there is a bomb for that. Books may be purchased on AuthorHouse.com or at Amazon.com, or you may visit the website, there is a bomb for that.com for more information. Do you need to see a doctor today and can't wait two weeks for an appointment? Are you tired of waiting for hours on end in the emergency room? Well, good news. Get Well Urgent Care is open seven days a week from 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. Dr. Baruti and his well-trained staff specialize in minor surgical procedures like keloid removal, IV therapy, telemedicine, and a six-month physician-supervised weight loss program. Get Well Urgent Care is located in Douglasville, Georgia, Interstate 20, Exit 37. Call 404-937-3508 or go to www.getwellga.org. Hi, this is Leslie. I'm really enjoying the show. Let's Talk America keeps you in the know. Hi, my name is Tina Harrell, and I just love listening to Shana Thornton on Let's Talk America. It's wonderful. Please keep it going, Shana. Hi, I'm Yolanda, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Let's keep it going. But welcome back, everyone. You are tuned in to your national award-winning radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thornton. 
I certainly want to acknowledge all of our national sponsors and partners. Your support truly is priceless. Thank you so much for sticking with us and allowing this show to continue to broadcast. We offer quality news talk for everyone. Of course, I'd be remiss if I did not thank our weekly dedicated loyal listeners. Thank you for tuning in with us. Even if you don't necessarily catch us live on Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you find a way to go back and listen to the podcast episodes um, on iTunes or you visit the website. Uh, Either way, you are dedicated to tuning in to our segments. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, if you're ever interested in knowing more about the show, future show guests, or more about our national partners or sponsors, or perhaps you're interested in partnering with the show as an advertiser, please connect with our website. There you'll find so much information. It's www.letstalkamerica with Shana Thornton.com. Again, that's www.letstalkamerica with Shana Thornton.com. Do stay tuned in, everyone. Well, if you've listened to the show before or if this is your first time, you should know that it's time for our signature in the news, where we highlight the top global news stories from around the world. Now, I would like to give a friendly reminder to everyone that we are now on television. Let's Talk America Radio has joined forces with SCB-TV Channel 182 News out of Georgia to bring you the televised edition of In the News. You can find the footage there, the televised footage there, on the website that I mentioned earlier. Again, it's www.letstalkamerica with shanathornton.com. And if you connect with us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, or Pinterest, you will also find the footage there. Okay, stay connected with us. Well, everyone, it is time for In the News for the week of February the 22nd, 2016. And it has been one busy news week already. In the News, fewer presidential contenders. Well, voting in the Republican presidential primary has wrapped up in the Palmetto State of South Carolina. Businessman Donald Trump won with 32.5% of the vote, while Senators Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz nearly tied for second place in the state. Governor Jeb Bush has suspended his campaign after a disappointing finish in the Palmetto State. Now, his mother, Barbara Bush, and brother, 43rd U.S. President George Bush, had both campaigned on his behalf in South Carolina. Now, in other political news, Secretary Hillary Clinton beat Senator Bernie Sanders in the recent Nevada caucus by grabbing 52.6% of the vote. In the news, deadly shooting spree in Michigan. A man randomly killed six people and wounded two others in Kalamazoo, Michigan, this past weekend. 45-year-old Jason Dalton was arrested around 12.40 a.m. Sunday morning after a massive manhunt took place to put him in police custody. According to reports, he began a random fatal shooting rampage around 6 p.m. Saturday night. It is being reported that he was driving for Uber car service at some point during the disturbing shooting spree. Now, it is believed that he might have been picking up fares in between the deadly killings. Dalton has no prior criminal record. And finally, in the news, on a much lighter note, the Oscars will air this Sunday on ABC. Comedian Chris Rock will take the stage for the second time in 11 years to host the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences signature event on February the 28th. Now, the funny man inherits his ceremony in a public relations crisis as the Academy grapples with what some perceive as a lack of diversity. Some well-known minority actors and others have publicly shared they would be boycotting this Sunday's main event because 
no minority actor or actress made the final category cut among acting nominees. Now, what's your opinion of the Oscar ceremony? Let's Talk America Radio recently had the opportunity to speak exclusively to the first black female actress to appear in the James Bond's films. Entertainer Trina Parks talks about the Oscars and so much more. Listen in now. Listeners of your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with host Shayna Thornton. It is Tuesday night, and we are in the news. And we have an exclusive one-on-one interview right now with a woman considered a pioneer in the acting business, the entertainment industry, especially for minorities. I'm talking about the one and only, the very talented Trina Parks. Welcome to Let's Talk America Radio, Trina. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, it is an honor. Now, many people know your name and recognize you, but just for historical reference, uh, you were uh, you appeared in Diamonds Are Forever, of course, uh, the James Bond movie uh, with uh, Sean Connery in 1971, and you played Thumper, right? Yes, that's it. Wow. So you are a trailblazer on many fronts. Um, I can uh, testify from what my parents and, and individuals have often told me about that period. You did not see a lot of diversity on um, the tube or the big screen. Here you are in a major movie production with Sean Connery. Um, I want to talk about your career, but I want to jump a few steps ahead, Trina, and I want to talk about the Oscars uh, for this year, 2016. As you uh, obviously know, uh, the Oscars, we are broadcast live on the last Sunday in February, and one of the many discussions that come up around uh, the huge um, event, because the, the Oscars is huge for your industry, obviously acting on so many levels, it's a signature event. Um, what has been a complaint among uh, some minority um, actors, and also some non-minority actors, I want to make that known, um, have complained or voiced a concern that there was not enough diversity um, on those who were nominated, or those who made the final nomination cut, let me say that, because for my understanding there were minorities who were nominated, but they did not make the final five cut. Here you are, Trina, a very talented, acclaimed actress yourself, an entertainer. What's your thoughts on all of this and those who are choosing to boycott the Oscars this year? Well, um, you know, the, the young people now that, are, uh, that have done that or doing that boycott, I am, I am really agree agreement with. Um, we back in you know my day of you know the 60s and 70s, we had a, we voiced things, but we weren't as I would say as outgoing, okay, uh, as expressive as young people are uh, today. But this situation has been going on forever. Yeah. Okay. Wow. You know, and it's it really not anything new. And as I was saying to someone else that. And the casting, as far as the casting situation, that's where it starts. Okay. Right there in that room, uh, in the casting room. Wow. And, and to your point uh, that you expressed so eloquently, I think that's Spike Lee's point. I think his whole claim wasn't, I think Jada Pinkett was saying the Oscars itself. I don't want to um, put words in her mouth, but that's what it appeared. Spike Lee, on the other hand, of course, the acclaimed director, was saying it's bigger than the Oscars. He was saying it is in the casting room. It's who's making the decisions at the production tables. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there isn't many of us. Okay. Back in the 70s when I really started doing uh, movies, and that was in Los Angeles, uh, there was maybe uh, one uh, casting, uh, uh, casting person, an African yeah. American casting person, uh, which I knew quite well. 
And, and again, he really didn't cast many of us. Okay, even the ones you're saying who did, the casting agent, it wasn't like he had a whole uh, plethora of them. You know, tell me this. Um, you're in the industry. I'm not. I've never been in the acting world, um, although I did do, just as a side note, I did some uh, small community acting and uh, high school drama. Very proud of my work, but nothing on your level, Trina. Um, but, you know, but I love journalism. I want to put that side note in. Um, but, you know, tell me this. Is that a... I don't want to say death sentence because it's such a harsh word, but is there a risk of backlash of being blackballed or blacklisted, if you will, for minority actors or even uh, non-minorities? There are Caucasians who are supporting minority actors in this cause. Uh, could there be any repercussions? I, you know what? I personally, I really don't think so. I think this is a voice. Uh, this is a time that people need to really be aware yeah. of that. We had the movie years ago, back in the 60s or 70s, but we're not going to take it anymore. Okay. So we're really going to voice what is right to do as far as this situation is, what is right to do and what has not been Right. Okay, so you're saying the time is now, and, and you yeah. really could see. I'm, and, and I think you have a point. I'm not in your industry, but I would think that there would be less of a backlash or blackballing in 2016 that would have been in 1971 when yeah. you appeared in Diamonds Are Forever. I do want to make that yeah. clear. And, that, and, and, and for any of those listening in, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm saying I believe that to be fact is, uh, of course, Trina Park so eloquently stated. You know, Trina, before you leave us, we have to talk about your career because again, um, I've heard so many people say they never saw an African American um, in any of the Jane Bonds movies. And then uh, 1971, you played Thumper. You know, what was that like and how did you get the opportunity to be on a big screen with such a huge production that continues to have a leg legendary name here in 2016? Uh, of course, being um, James Bond. Well, I, I had no idea. Of, of, I had come from the Broadway stage, okay. concert, dance world, and actually Catherine Dunham's company, which I was in uh, in 1964, uh, I joined her company. I was still senior as a junior in high school performing arts in New York. And when I joined her company, uh, was training with her and her dancers, uh, I learned karate. Oh, wow. Um, so when I moved to um, Los Angeles in, in in '69, yeah. uh, Donnie McHale, who was who choreographed the uh, um, Great White Hope, is when I came to do the movie Great White Hope. Oh wow! And, uh, yeah, so I was in LA, and I started doing my own shows, singing because I always sang. I always I sang classic, uh, you know, studying at Brooklyn Academy Music. But I, I just kept doing my own thing, and I did my own show at the wee little club in Beverly Hills, and yeah. there was an agent there, the agency for the performing arts, and they wanted to sign me. Wow, and, and, and as they say, the rest is history there. Um, you know, tell us, um, looking back on your career, obviously you're very still talented. I know you still remain busy. I know that firsthand. You know, but looking back on your career, what would you say are uh, a few highlights or big moments for you? Actually, you know, it's really something because I think uh, actually getting into the high school performing arts was a big, very big deal. For awesome. Me. Um, I, I originally went as a ballet dancer, but at that time they weren't taking African-American females in the ballet department. Okay. So I went to an uh, audition for the um, 
modern department, and I graduated, you know, as a soloist and uh, lead in the dance number in '65. Wow. Uh, ben Marine was also in my class. Yeah, so we uh, we. Um, oh, awesome! Wow. Um, Very we impressive. Did, yeah, for uh, most African Americans in that school, and 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 of course and of course of course you know something. Um, I had again. I had no clue. I was I was the first because I was just performing. I see. <laughs> you, yes. And dancing, and then I realized, you know, that this that this was the first, and and I really didn't know that very much about the Bond uh, movies because I was more so in theater and you know okay. dance world. Wow. I, I, <laughs> I love it, Trina. I love it. I think I think what I admire so much about that answer for you was, you know, here I think most people would have thought automatically, well, being on the big screen with Sean Connery or or, or being in Broadway, and obviously I'm sure those matter to you, but you said actually uh, getting into the Performing Arts High School, which I love and I adore that because I think here you are with a name that's recognizable, your face obviously recognizable, and you go back to the beginning days where you had a passion for performing, and I love that. And I think we have to always have that pure love for what we do. And I think when you do that, everything else will line up. Absolutely. Because that was my base, a really base of good training at that time, you know, because I was majored in modern in Graham. So, wow. I've been, you know, since then I've been teaching, of course, since 70, I've been teaching the Graham uh, and the Dunham Technique. Well, everyone, we are back on live. Special thanks to Trina Parks for joining us for a special edition of In the News. Now, what's your take on the Oscars? Please connect with us on Twitter. The handle there is S.S. Thornton. The handle on Twitter is S.S. Thornton. Well, everyone, this concludes our signature In the News for this week. Do stay with us as we continue to highlight the news stories that matter to you. I hope you have one phenomenal week and happy voting wherever you are. I know in a lot of places, early voting has already started. If not where you are, stay on the lookout and certainly express your voice. All right, we'll be back on in seconds. Stay with us. LTA Radio is live. Our printing company, Lindemann Press, in McDonough, Georgia, is locally owned and operated by Ron and Cynthia Manson. We're glad to say this year, Lindemann Press International was once again rated in January the number one printing franchise in the printing industry by Entrepreneur Magazine. This is the 21st time overall that we have achieved this stellar rating. Our products, we print anything from brochures, tickets, booklets, embroidery on shirts, banners, promotional items, business cards with special coding, wedding invitations for your special day, and so much more. Our services. Our mission is to provide quality products and services timely and at a competitive rate. We help businesses to grow through feedback, advertisement, and direct mailing. We are committed to building long-term relationships with customers and employees. Our website is McDonough, .com. Our phone number is 770-957-0012. Our address is 870 Hampton Road, McDonough, Georgia, zip code 
Welcome back, everyone, to Let's Talk America Radio. We are live right now on Tuesday, February the 23rd. It is now time for our quote of the night, which comes from celebrated scientist Albert Einstein, who once said, insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Again, a scientist Albert Einstein is known for saying, insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. You know, I think that quote speaks for itself. It is uh, a very valid one, you know. If we're looking for change, if we're looking for improvement, we have to change what we're doing often. So if we're doing the same things and expecting something different, well, in the words of Albert Einstein, that's insanity. Hey, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, We have one great show for you tonight. We are just seconds away from kicking off our first exclusive conversation with a world-renowned cardiologist. She's going to share some great information from everyone. Message family, friends, neighbors, colleagues, and let them know that tonight, Let's Talk America Radio is putting the spotlight on your health and so much more. We're talking about heart health in minutes. Stick with us. Hi, this is pop culture correspondent Diana Vega in Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Let's Talk America Radio Show. Stay tuned. Listeners of your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, it is Tuesday night, and uh, hopefully you know that it is American Heart Health Month, and there's so much focus on us getting healthy, maintaining a strong heart as much as possible uh, for women and men, and right now we have the honor to have on us a cardiologist, Dr. Leslie Cho. She is the director of the Cleveland Clinic's Women's Cardiovascular Center. Welcome to Let's Talk America Radio, Dr. Cho. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being on. Now, we have to get to it because uh, we know our entire body matters, but that heart, Dr. Show, is really serious business. It keeps everything pumping, if you will. You know, why is exercise, that E word that so many people dread to hear, why is it so critical for heart health? lowers our blood pressure, lowers cholesterol, prevents diabetes, lowers our blood sugar, but most importantly, it makes you live longer, have less heart attack, less stroke. Wow. So you're saying it's so much bigger than someone saying, well, I need to lose 10 or 20 pounds, and I'm just going to diet. I'm just going to take this diet pill, rather. And you're saying either way, whatever the goal you think you have in mind, exercise needs to be a part of it. Absolutely. You know, there's great data that shows that diet can make you lose weight, but to maintain weight loss, exercise is crucial. But exercise makes you live longer. No diet makes you live longer. That's wow. That is powerful. Uh, You're listening to Let's Talk America Radio. We're putting the spotlight on heart health, and we have with us the one and only Dr. Leslie Cho uh, with the Cleveland Clinic. You know, I know you're not an endocrinologist. You are a cardiologist, just as important and critical to our healthcare system here in the U.S., but I've also heard that exercise helps with lowering perhaps a blood sugar for those who may be diabetic or pre-diabetic, so that continues along the spectrum that you're echoing, Dr. Cho, that exercise helps all the way around. Oh, yes. I mean, there's been multiple studies that show that routine exercise can prevent diabetes. Wow. If you have diabetes, it can maybe make you not diabetic if you exercise. 
I love it. Great information being shared uh, by this acclaimed cardiologist. Now, according to a recent survey by the Cleveland Clinic, 80% of Americans don't know that the recommended amount of exercise. They're thinking, well, I climbed the stairs, I picked up my grandchild. You know, why do you think it's the case that we're just a little clueless when it comes to how much exercise we really should be getting daily? I think part of it is physicians' fault because we probably don't educate our patients enough about exercise, and part of it is our, you know, denial maybe. But most, the recommendation is clear. Whether you're a man or a woman, you have heart disease or you don't have heart disease, that you get two and a half hours of exercise, moderate exercise a week. Wow, two and a half hours. Wow. And I'm, I'm thinking that sounds like a lot. And Dr. Cho, you know what a mom sitting in Miami, Florida is saying right now. She says, well, I get that, and my mom has diabetes, and I want to reduce it, and I want to live longer and prevent, you know, strokes. But I've got kids. I've got one to two jobs. I have so many roles. How can I find that time? Absolutely. You know, that's probably the number one impediment to our exercise, our busy life. But if you could, everybody has 10 minutes in the morning or 10 minutes at night or 10 minutes during their lunch break where they can exercise. Moderate pace. And by moderate pace, I mean like you are able to carry on a forward conversation. Okay. But you're not, you know, it's not running. And that's what we think whenever we hear the word exercise, we think running. And that's actually not true at all. So you're saying, you know, this notion, which a lot of us do have, we've got to go to the gym, and and that's more money. And some, you know, money may not always be available for people to spend extra. We've got to go work out and lift these weights and sweat, sweat, sweat. You're saying moderate exercise doesn't necessarily require that, and I'm sure in a lot of instances, Dr. Cho, doesn't really require not knocking gym membership, but you don't necessarily need to have the money to join a gym either. No, you don't need to join any gym. You don't need to buy a new outfit. You don't need to invest the equipment to exercise. You can use stairs in your home for exercise. Oh, wow. To walk around the block for exercise. Exercise is completely free. I mean, you just have to do it. And I think that's the most, that's the most difficult part, the actual doing it. Once you start to do it, you're like, wow, that was it. But that initial Wow. And I think you're right. We have uh, many individuals of different generations listening in right now, Dr. Cho. And some of them are baby boomers or older, and obviously they're people in their 20s and 30s that can have knee or joint issues. You know, there's someone saying, well, Dr. Cho, I hear you, but I've got a knee problem. My back bothers me. In that case, what should they be doing? So if they have arthritis, I mean, we have patients with multiple other comorbidities who can't do routine exercise, but they're so many equipments out there, okay. arm bicycle, stationary bicycle, water aerobics. There is no exercise. There, there are no group of patients in whom there is no exercise equipment. So there is exercise for everybody. Okay. So if you have these sort of joint issues, water aerobics is fantastic, stationary bike right. or maybe arm bicycle. Okay. There's something for everyone. So wow. Don't get discouraged. And I think the number one thing I really want to stress to your listener is even at age 80, you can reap the benefit of exercise. Wow. It's too late. Wow. And I'm sure on that end you're saying it's never too late, but even for a lot of us that have small toddlers, I mean, I'm sure you would advocate, hey, get the whole family involved in some sort of exercise. Dr. Cho, are you still with us? 
You would also advocate on the other spectrum that those who have small toddlers or, or babies and strollers, they can also get out and exercise as a family unit, perhaps? Oh, absolutely. It's really important. I think also it's really important to teach our kids the value of exercise early on. Wow. Understand how important it is and to make it a routine part of their life so that you're not learning the importance of exercise at age six. Oh, wow. We want to prevent that as much as possible. You're listening to Let's Talk America Radio. It is Tuesday night, and many of you know that February is American Heart Health Month. We're putting the spotlight on your heart health. We're talking about the E-word, everyone. We're talking about exercise with acclaimed cardiologist Dr. Leslie Cho. Now, tell me this. Out of that same survey from the Cleveland Clinic, um, those who were surveyed um, actually didn't realize how critical it was to participate in cardiac rehab, even though um, they sort of knew that it would reduce mortality rates. Why do you think that's the case? Well, cardiac rehab is for people who've had bypass surgery, who've had stents, who've had a heart attack. It is a 12-week program that is paid for by most insurance. It reduces mortality, makes you live longer. Only 25% of Americans who qualify sign up for cardiac rehab, which is a great shame because everybody can benefit from it. And yes, you do live longer if you finish a cardiac rehab program. I love and I And I think the number one impediment to joining a cardiac rehab program perhaps is time, but also lack of understand, understanding of what cardiac rehab can do for you. Wow. So much of this, Dr. Cho, tell me if I'm right or wrong, is not just life or death, and clearly that matters, but also a quality of life, right? Because I think a lot of times, you know, people are saying, well, they survived that heart attack, they survived that stroke, but you're saying when you go to cardiac rehab, when you convince yourself that living is the right way, is the, is the thing to do, you're going to want to be as fit and healthy as possible, right? Absolutely. The quality of life is so important. You know, as an, Amer- as an American, we live longer uh, with our heart disease. Yes. But what is the quality, and how do you see your quality um, as you age? Wow. And it's really important, not just for cardiac health, but for lowering dementia, for wow. reducing your risk of cancer to be exercising and eating right. Wow. We're on a Let's Talk America this Tuesday night with Dr. Leslie Cho. She is a board-certified in interventional cardiology, cardiovascular medicine, and internal medicine. She's with the Cleveland Clinic, and we can go on and on about her. Um, she's giving some great advice, but it is general advice. And I know each, uh, if you're listening to us, make sure you're speaking with your physician for your specific individualized needs. But on that note, Dr. Cho, who needs stress tests before they begin that so helpful and uh, perhaps life-saving exercise program? So people who have heart disease, who have ongoing active heart issues, and people who've been very, very sedentary for a long time should speak to their doctors before embarking on a program. And your doctor can decide which of you need a stress test. But the majority of us, you do not need a stress test before you start moderate exercise program. You can start walking. Wow. And like you said, you don't need to get out there like you're running a marathon. You can start slow, and moderate exercise even is helpful. I love that. Before you leave us, Dr. Cho, you know there's someone right now listening, maybe in Columbia, South Carolina, maybe there in Syracuse, New York, and they're saying, I hear you. Um, My grandmother died of a heart attack. 
Uh, my dad lost his life at uh, 55 of a heart attack. Uh, there's valve issues on the mom's side, and they hear everything you're saying. It's even been echoed by their physicians in the past, but they are walking in somewhat of fear, Dr. Cho, of, hey, I don't want to go, and I don't want that to be diagnosed in me. And you know, I know you would say that here we are in 2016. There's so many different avenues we can go. Will you please just share how hopeful we are in the world of cardiology right now when it comes to our patients? We're living longer. There's great therapies for patients um, uh, in terms of improving mortality and quality of life. It's really important if you have concerns about your family history, your risk factor, to go see your doctor and talk about how to lower your risk factor. Okay. Thank you so much, Shana, for having me. Oh, it's an honor. And where can our national and international listeners go for more information on heart health, exercise, and all the good stuff you share tonight? Love it. I love it. Thank you so much for being with us. Keep us heart healthy, Dr. Cho. Thank you so much. National partners and sponsors of your award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thornton, would like to congratulate on-air talent Shana Thornton for being named among the top 14 under 40 years old for the state of Georgia by the acclaimed Southern Journal Magazine. Shana's journalistic work continues to inform the various communities everywhere. Keep up the meaningful work. Listeners of your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, it is Tuesday night, and many of you know that it is American Heart Health Month, and that means, everyone, we need our gentle reminders about being as healthy as possible, especially when it comes to one critical organ, that being the heart. Now, I'm no expert on any of that. You all know that who listen to this show weekly, but right now, I, I am excited and honored to have a gentleman that that is celebrated and acclaimed and very popular. His name is David Foreman. He's a retired pharmacist and the author of an amazing book um, titled Four Pillars of Health, Heart Disease. It's an amazing book. I'm sitting with it in my hand right now. You know, David, welcome to Let's Talk America Radio. Uh, it's an honor to be on. Thank you so much for uh, for having me. I, I love to share all the things I've learned, and so I appreciate you giving me that opportunity tonight. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Now, many of us know, as I said at the top of the segment, that it is a heart health month here in the U.S. I want to talk about the numbers, David, because I've read your book, again, Four Pillars of Health, Heart Disease. Um, it, it's a striking book. It's an informative book, um, but you hold nothing back. Uh, but I want to talk about the numbers when it comes to health, <laughs> and that's a good thing. We, we love it when our guests, you know, go straight in uh, with the facts and things that they believe. You know, but I want to bring up the C word right now, David, cancer. Cancer is wreaking havoc so much everywhere we see, uh, but heart disease continues to lead the nation, uh, nationwide, globally, as a number one killer. In fact, one in three people die of heart disease in the U.S. Now, we have known for years that heart disease is also so common. But you have to answer this, David. Why are people still suffering from heart disease in 2016? We've made a lot of headway in the health world, but why is this still taking place? Uh, well, you're right. We've made a lot of headway in the medical world, but we haven't made a whole lot of headway in our lifestyle world. And, and it was really interesting. I'll give you an example. Um, I, I was flying yesterday, and I'm standing outside on the curb, and I'm watching these people smoking their cigarettes, and I, I, said, I was actually with my girlfriend, and I said to her, I said, you know, I, I said, 
if you if you you know grew up in the 40s and 50s, okay. maybe even 60s when they were advertising those on TV, yeah. and you saw the Marlboro Man and you thought it was really cool, I said, well, right. But what everybody knows now, like, why would a 20 or 30 year old pick up a pack of cigarettes? Okay. Like, they, you know, the, and and the same thing goes with heart disease. Like, we we know that being overweight's bad. We know that, you know, I think people know that you need to get more exercise. We we know all these things, and yet, um, I think the reason it hasn't changed or gone down in, in the number of incidents of people that have heart attacks and strokes is. We're not doing what we we know to do. Okay. And then I got to throw one more. I got to throw one more. It's kind of conspiracy theory sounding, but some of the medications that they they are telling people that have concerns with heart disease to take are actually uh, really not showing that they're doing what they say. Statin drugs, the cholesterol lowering drugs we see all those commercials for on TV, you know, and they're touted to lower the incidence of of uh, heart attacks. Yet if you if you read the statistics. On them, they they really have little to no effect on on really decreasing your risk for a heart attack. And so, and, and if any anything, they can, in my opinion, you know, as a retired and a natural health expert now, I, I feel like they actually are contributing to it. So I think even some of the drugs we're we're using for the problem are part of the problem. And so. Uh, you know, I think we need to change our lifestyle. That's the number one thing. Wow. Now, you, you said a lot there, David, in a short amount of time. One, you're saying one reason why we as a nation continue to deal with heart disease, it's lifestyle. You're saying a lot of it is smoking. Yep. Again, you eloquently pointed out that's a choice. You're saying unlike previous generations where you're right. I mean, smoking, everyone did it in the Westerns. Um, I even believe the military, you know, there were cigarettes that were given out many, many years ago. But yeah. you're saying today we we see the hard cold facts that smoking leads to so many things, uh, factors of heart disease, cancer. And then you also said one, which is a hard-hitting um, uh, statement that you said, and I'm sure we have some national and international listeners who mouths just dropped. Uh, maybe every uh, healthcare professional is not agreeing with you, and I'm sure you, you know that. When you just said some of the drugs, one of the most popular drug classes, statins, many people know uh, that would be Zocor, Lipitor, by the brand name, and many others. You're saying you're not sure sure that it's helping as many people as uh, it's claiming, right? I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's the claim. No. Okay. Think, no, and actually, no, I'll stand behind that. I really, I mean, I, really, I mean, as a pharmacist, the guy that, you know, I, I owned a very successful drugstore in Virginia. I went to pharmacy school. I mean, my background, everything I've seen and read, you know, I, I really honestly believe that, that we're probably going to end up killing more people with those than then are perhaps going to prevent death. So wow, and I, and I even prefaced it by saying, you know, it sounds kind of conspiracy theory-ish. I get that. I understand, and I don't want to freak people out. <laughs> you, you know, if you're taking one of those drugs, don't just stop it. You need to talk to your healthcare provider. Absolutely. I'm not a, you know, yeah. I mean, the realist in me is drugs. There are certain drugs that are important and and will keep people alive. You know, especially with heart disease, and there's some I think that aren't necessary. And I think it's just. You know, it does boil down to to really, you know, uh, lifestyle. Yeah, I'm gonna say things that are gonna make people go, man, he just hurt my feelings. But you know what? I'm hoping that at least we, I'm hoping that at least people take my information and other information and then and then do their own homework. Okay. You know what? Maybe Dave, maybe Dave's right, or maybe Dave's an idiot. You know, either way. You know, but look, don't just take everybody's word for. Just because they, you know they say they're an expert, you know, yeah. that's a doctor doesn't mean just because a doctor is a doctor doesn't make them smart. 
Okay. Well, another hard hit statement for all of our physicians listening in right now. Dave Foreman, David Foreman is on with us. He's a retired pharmacist. He is uh, an acclaimed best-selling author. Um, his book, his first book that's done very well, uh, many are talking about it, titled Four Pillars of Health, Heart Disease. And he is known, I do want to point this out, as a, and I think this is your official brand name, right, as the Herbal Pharmacist. Right, David? Yeah, I trademarked that about 18, 20 years ago. Okay. And, um, yeah, it, 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 my, my original background in natural medicine started just with herbs. Okay. And now and now, now it's diet, exercise, and spirituality, and, and other supplements even that aren't, you know, necessarily herbal. So, uh, yeah, but, yeah, that's my, that's my trademark. <laughs> it, it's Tuesday night, and David Foreman is on with us, and he's offering his perspective. And I know David just echoed this so eloquently, and I'm going to piggyback on it, that he's giving information, his perspective. If you uh, happen to be on any drugs that he's talking about or, or suffering from any of the diseases, and we're going to get into more specific uh, cases in a minute, but um, like he said, speak with your own personal physician about the options. And, and if you find it right, maybe you want to speak with that physician, your health care provider, about uh, trying another drug, another class. That's up to you. But he said something that I think everyone would agree with. This is not controversial. Do your homework and be a part of uh, the voice when it comes to your own health care. Now, David, I want to talk about another class of drugs in a way um, because I know you're a huge, huge uh, advocate about people uh, knowing what's going on with their body. I know that's all throughout your book that I read, Four Pillars of Health, yeah. of heart disease. Um, now, talking about the numbers again, there are reports um, that I know you talk about saying that nearly half of black adults in the U.S. have hypertension or high blood pressure, right? What can one yep. do about this? Because, you know, obviously when you hear a number like that, that's a hard-hitting statistic. And I'm not medical like you by any means, but I'm thinking some of that may be genetically driven. If so, for African-American listeners out there, and maybe they have hypertension, maybe they don't, but maybe their mom, their uncle, or their brother does, what can they do about this? Well, you know, it's interesting you bring that up. I was uh, I was a guest on a, a TV program on ABC recently called Black Almanac, mm -hmm. and, and it's it's an honor for me to be able to go on that program and and share because I, I don't uh, a lot of people in the black community don't realize that for some reason you mentioned genetics that could be part of it, but the segment I was doing with him was on on uh, the weight issue in the United States and okay. new you know new studies came out new statistics came out from the government saying that you know like fifty nine percent of black women over the age of I forget what it was were obese oh wow and yeah so uh, you know uh, you know I hate to say you know you can, we can always pull that card out and go well it's genetics, but I really feel like a lot of it has to do with some of the lifestyle choices okay. that people are taking again. And, you know, and he actually had a really good point when he, we were talking about being overweight is definitely one of the reasons you're going to have high blood pressure and high blood sugar and you're going to die younger from, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it could even be cancer. So, you know, is it a genetic predisposition? I don't know if it is or not. Okay. But it wasn't. It was, it was kind of interesting as a black He was a, a doctor, matter of fact. You know, his perspective was that there were an awful lot of people that lived in urban or what he called them communities where they were, we called, he called them food deserts, basically where there really wasn't a place to go get healthy foods to eat. So, oh, wow. um, you know, so the statistical number of, you know, almost 50% of black women and men 
high blood pressure. Why is it? Well, I just gave you one of them is that a majority of black men and women are obese. And we're talking 58% and I think 54% of, of black men and women were, were obese. That, that, and that's an astounding you know. number, David. Yeah, we're talking over half. Over half. Wow. Over half. And it was almost the same in Hispanics. That wow. was thing. Like, I was like, what, what the heck's the deal here? You know, I mean, I mean it, it's... It, it made me sad because I, I'm a people lover, and it just made me it made me really sad to hear that, um, you know, hear those numbers and and see those statistics. And here's the cool thing: I mean, I mentioned lifestyle so far. We we really haven't talked about lifestyle changes necessarily. But, you know, we just talked about you know the negative thing, and there okay. really are. And and I talk about it in my book. Like in order to treat or or prevent a disease, you need to understand what causes it. Yeah. And. There's certain things I can or can't control. The things I can control are that I'm a 52-year-old male. You know, I, I can't control that I have a family history of heart disease. But what I can control is whether I pick up a pack of cigarettes. What I can control is my weight. What okay. I can control is do I get any exercise. You know, what I can control is, you know, am I taking, you know, uh, the, the right nutrients, whether it's my diet or supplements. In this case, supplements, there's three what I call phenomenal Supplements. The part of, I have family history of heart disease. Okay, and I'm a 52 year old male, almost 52. That, right. That's three strikes against me right there. Yeah. Heart disease. Okay, so there's three things that I do every day. You know, regardless of whether I'm exercising, regardless of I'm trying to eat right, regardless of I'm, I'm getting in my prayer time with the Lord, regardless of any of that, I've got three supplements I take every day that I consider heart healthy, and, and at least I'm going part way. You know, if I can't go all the way. Wow. Uh, you are listening to Let's Talk America Radio on Tuesday night. It is American Heart Healthy uh, Month where, uh, you know, Go Red, all those campaigns are out there. And we're getting specifics about trying to fight off heart disease. If you already have it, we're going to talk about some solutions. We have one expert on with us, again, David Foreman. He's a retired pharmacist. He is known to many as the herbal pharmacist. He's on the many, many media outlets talking all the time. Now, let's talk about the solution, David. I want to go here. We just talked about weight uh, for minorities, African Americans and Hispanics, and uh, like you pointed out, there is a problem, a major problem, and we know weight causes a lot of issues. Uh, you know, like you said, hypertension, it can be linked to. Um, we know that when you start talking about diabetes, a lot of times type 2 diabetes is directly linked to obesity. Not saying, and I don't want anyone to call in and, and, and send messages on social media, I'm not saying that everyone that's type 2 diabetic is obese or overweight, but we know from what I can say, majority of them, David, yep. seem to be, or there seems to be a weight issue there. So, David, there's someone listening in right now, and you know that. They're listening uh, to us from uh, New York, and they're saying, I, I am overweight, and David, I've, I've, I hear what you're saying. Maybe they've already read your book, and, and they look at all the things that are on TV, and they say um, they're frustrated, they're depressed, because they've tried to lose weight. And it hasn't worked. And, David, you know this. Most moms or dads or aunts or uncles or grandparents want to be around for those kids. It's not that they don't care, but it seems like every program doesn't work. Or they'll lose a few pounds, and then it comes back double. What can they do to keep the weight off? All right, uh, all right so the, the biggest culprit for weight issues, other than not getting enough activity, is we're eating the wrong form of carbohydrates. Uh, we now know through analysis of, of, of tens of thousands of people and hundreds of studies that a low-carb diet is the best. 
And so most people struggle with pasta, bread, potatoes, and rice. Those, yes. those are the evil. <laughs> those are the evil. Well, I call them processed, refined foods. But call David, them, they, t- they do taste well, good. They do taste good. <laughs> well, they taste good. They taste good, and they're not expensive either. Yes. That, that also that gets into that whole economic part of it. Okay. Well. So, it, so I tell people don't eat them, but the reality is, is they're tough to not eat. So, um, <laughs> if you're if you're going to eat them, there's a supplement. That actually blocks starches from being broken down into sugar. Okay. You don't get the caloric effect. And so if you're going to have, you know, bread, pasta, potato, rice, that kind of stuff, then it's called phase two, P-H-A-S-E, the number two. Phase two is a starch blocker. Okay. Scientifically scientifically shown to help people with weight loss. Um, And you're right, you know, um, sugar, blood sugar problems, uh, cardiac heart disease, pick it, whether it's high blood pressure, high cholesterol, you know, uh, uh, by the way, cancer, uh, all those are, are linked back to people who are overweight. And you're right, we're not saying that everyone that's got cancer is obese or overweight. We're not saying that everybody that's diabetic or, yeah. or whatever, you know, but, you know, we're not saying that. But we can, I can tell you that the majority of you are. Okay. If you're insulted by that. You're, I'm, so, I'm serious. Like, I'm a hard, I like to tell people what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. So right. if I offend you, I, I'm not condemning you. I can tell you right now what I am doing is I'm trying to, I'm trying to uh, enlighten you as to what the possibility may be. The toughest thing to make people change is when we have to look at ourselves in the mirror and realize the person that's staring back back at us is perhaps the reason that we're we're in the situation we are. I deal with that on on a daily basis. And And so that's why for me, do I always make the right choices, even though I'm this, you know, regarded, you know, expert on health and, and you know, modern medicine and natural medicine? Do I do all? No, I don't. And that's why, like I said earlier, like I have heart disease in my family. I have, I have three things I take every day. Um, the newest and latest, greatest thing for me, I think, for for the heart healthy stroke, uh, heart attack, maybe prevention thing is uh, an ingredient called MenaQ7. It's a vitamin K2, mm-hmm. and and, you know, I, 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 not that all of this is necessarily related to the weight part of it, obviously, but um, what uh, MenaQ7 does is it, it um, activates certain proteins in your body that affect where calcium goes in your body. Okay. And we want, we, we want calcium in our body to go into our bones. That's where we want it. Yeah. We don't want it floating. We don't want it floating around in our bloodstream because that's a, when calcium is floating around your bloodstream, you get a much higher incidence of calcification or that hardening of the arteries happening. So by using, by using, and I just started taking MenaQ7 about 30 days ago because I only learned about it like four months ago and I've been doing my, my research on it and I'm like blown away that I hadn't heard of this before, but what vitamin K2 does is, is get that calcium out of your bloodstream and, and force the process into your bone. And uh, I'll give an example. Like I, uh, I did a TV segment on this just the other day. And the, the anchor is like a 55-year-old dude, so I can relate to him. And he's okay. like, where can I get this? So I'm like, he's like, where can I get this? I'm like, well, there's a CVS in your building. They have a product called Calcium and, and MenaQ7. And, and and then I'm like, you know, it's available at Target. They, uh, there's a, a multivitamin at Target. It sells for women, by the way, my dear, so this one's more for you. Yeah. Um, that, has, that has MenaQ7 in it, and it's made by, uh, a, it's, uh, they're chewables. They're like um, gummies uh, oh, wow. by Ollie. So, um I take an herb called Hawthorne every day. That's just a heart healthy tonic for my heart. Yeah. I take an antioxidant called Ubiqu. I take an antioxidant called Ubiquinol. But again, it goes. goes, So those are just my three heart healthy supplements. Are they addressing my weight? No. Are they addressing if I smoke or not? No. You know, are they? 
but at least, like I said, if you're, you know, we're in heart month. If you're really concerned, at least be proactive. Start on some supplements until you can learn to get up off your backside and do okay. a little bit more exercise. Okay. Take the stair, take the stairs at work, you know, or park at the far end of a parking lot and walk into the grocery store. Don't drive around for 20 minutes trying to find the closest spot. Um, <laughs> Try to get rid of those. Try to get rid of those processed box foods and okay. eat more whole foods, fruits, veggies, nuts, seeds, that kind of stuff. Yes. You know, you bring up valid points. Again, we're talking about being heart healthy on this Tuesday night on your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America. You know, David, you bring up so many valid points, but they're not always easy for people. Let me throw in a component for you that you touched on briefly. Uh, When we talk about a lot of the processed foods, which tend to be easy to prepare, and we have parents out there, grandparents or guardians, and they are taking care. Um, of the kids and they have homework and David and a lot of them are working one to two jobs. You know, it's an easiness and there's a cheapness that comes to it. Economics plays a role and you touched on that. You know, uh, what do you say to that person that says, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but the organic food or the salad is a little more expensive than that 99 cents box of yellow rice, not knocking yellow rice. It can be tasty to a lot of people. But what what do you say to that? Because they're saying you're you're speaking great, but for some they're going to say, you're speaking in theory, and they're living in the real world where there's a budget. No, actually, and I, I'm empathetic to that, and I just finished writing a second book that's actually for children's health, and it's to the moms and dads and caregivers, the grandmas, whoever the caregivers are, to, to our, our, our our youth. And yeah. I have two children, and I, and I work, and I travel, and I do all okay. these things, and I don't, I, I'm a single dad. Yeah. And I can tell you that, you know, I can tell you that, Eating organic is very expensive. If you know, I, I'd rather have people eat healthy and and not have to worry about the organic part. Okay. Uh, that's that's for that's first. All right. So yeah, you're right. Pasta is a really cheap meal. Rice is a cheap meal. Yeah. Um, and not buying organic is cheap. But the reality is, is what we could do is we could we can find green beans in the grocery store. They're not in a can. They're fresh. Okay. Not very expensive. There there are fruits and vegetables that are on sale every week in my grocery store uh and so i don't buy the like i don't buy asparagus all year round because i'm not going to spend five bucks a pound for asparagus i'm gonna wait till it's in season <laughs> and i'm gonna buy it when it's in season because it's cheap okay we, you know we just came out of, we just came out of field, uh, fall when uh the gourds and squashes and things were well you know that's when they harvest them so they're super cheap and so then at my house we're having more you know uh yellow squash zucchini squash maybe i'm making acorn squash you know, my daughter's going, Dad, why aren't we having Brussels sprouts? And well, it's not season right now for that. Okay. You can not You can still incorporate vegetable carrots are very inexpensive these okay. days. So you can You can do it. You just have to be, you just have to take time. It takes more time in the grocery store. Okay. Time is difficult, especially if you're running kids to school, you're running to practice, you're picking up a daycare. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and you're running between jobs. I get it. I've been there. I've done that. And it is possible. The only thing that does get in the way is economics. And okay. for those things, you want to buy buy things on sale. Okay. So you're saying go in with a plan because we've had dietitians on this show before, and they say you can't just arrive at the grocery store and think, well, I'm going to buy the healthiest things. You're, you're echoing just like those dietitians that have been on Let's Talk America. Go in with a plan. Think about what you're going to buy, what can be budget-friendly when you're buying in season, right? And then would you advocate, David, to look on the back of those, those food items and look at calories and carbs as well, or don't make it that complicated. 
No, you definitely need to look at like the amount of salt, the amount of sugar that's in those things. I think that's really important uh, for any health challenge. You know, if you, you know, even if you don't want to get sick from the cold or flu, you need to avoid those foods. So okay. it is really important. Uh, you know, and I want to give you another example. The other day, I noticed that my, my daughter and I love cauliflower. Yeah. Oh, it's three ninety nine, three ninety nine for the cauliflower. I'm like, they are on crack. I mean, seriously. Oh, wow. How can they rationalize? You know, I was like, man, this must be organic. It was just the regular. <laughs> the, the organic was like six ninety nine. I mean, I, and I do pretty well now. I mean, I can tell you that I lost everything about five years ago. I don't normally share that with yeah. people that I don't know, but I lost everything, so I know what it's like to have and to have not. Okay. And even when, even when we had, didn't have, you know, and I was driving a beat up old car that I paid two thousand dollars for that I was afraid it would, you know break down and again this is within the last four or five years so uh, you know I, I'm not like preaching from my ivory tower I'm preaching from the reality I still had healthy food for my children to eat and I can tell okay. you every meal took less than 30 minutes to make wow so you're saying just we're on the internet and we're on our smartphone devices for other things look up some of those other approaches to being healthy David I want to uh, touch on this before you leave us um I know you believe from your book and also um, doing research on you before you've come on Let's Talk America that that there is some sort of link between heart disease and other diseases, including cancer. And I know you said that yourself here on the show a few minutes ago. So you're saying it's not just dealing with heart disease or obesity or high blood pressure or the dyslipidemia or cholesterol within itself, isolated. You're saying we've got to lose the weight. We've got to be as heart healthy as possible because you believe, right, I don't want to put words in your mouth, that we can invite other immune attackers or immune killers such as cancer to come on in and right? Yeah, well, here's the reason why. Um, your blood that pumps through your body is pumped by your heart. So what makes up your cardiovascular system is your heart and all those little tubes, arteries and veins that lead all around your body. And if that system that pumps the fluid, and by the way, what's in your blood is not just water. It's nutrients and it's oxygen. Okay. And, oh, when it's coming back around, it's got all the toxins in it. And so if that system isn't right, you're not getting the nutrition out to the part, all the parts of your body, all the parts of your body that it needs. And then you're not getting that same fluid that now has taken all the exhaust from all those little cells and bringing it back out so that it can get flushed out by your kidneys and your liver. If your heart's not pumping right and your veins and arteries aren't healthy, then that whole system that's feeding your body and detoxifying your body is not going to function right, and you're going to open yourself up to just about any disease that's out there. Oh, wow. Well, again, David Foreman is on with us. He's a retired pharmacist. He's known as the herbal pharmacist. He's an acclaimed author. Uh, just uh, working, we can expect his second book out soon. He just told us in his own way that we've got to get heart healthy. Or we're, or we're asking for a lot of trouble here. David, from your perspective, your own opinion, where will we be as a nation in a decade, in 10 years when it comes to heart disease? Will it be uh, eradicated? Will it be gone forever? <laughs> not unless machines are going to do it for us. I don't think so. I, I mean, and I'm not. I'm a usually positive, positive guy, but I don't see. I really just don't see people being proactive. It's so much easier for people to pop a pill and suppress the, you know, suppress the blood pressure. Or, you know, for me, when I was 32, I had high blood pressure. I went to pharmacy and I was stressed out. Okay. It wasn't because my it wasn't because my arteries were clogging up or any of that stuff. It was because I had a lot of stress. 
get rid of the stress, I got rid of my blood pressure. So, I, you know, until we learn to modify our lifestyle, no, I don't think we're, I think it's going to continue to rise. And, and it's sad. It's going to make, a, you know, it's going to make a lot of children uh, be mommy or daddy list or grandma and grandpa to check out earlier than they should. And, oh, wow. Uh, it, it's just sad. And, I, yeah, I mean, I say that, I say that with love and instead of trying to be mean and scare the heck out of people. But, you know, it, there, there is this delicate reality. And um, if I can encourage anybody to do anything today, um, one of the biggest nutrients out there that I think is playing a huge role in whether or not you have a health issue is vitamin D. Yeah. Uh, I'm, doing, I'm doing a lot more on vitamin D lately, and there's a, uh, an organization that um, it's called Organic and Natural Health Association, and they actually started an initiative worldwide on uh, understanding the power of vitamin D, and, and I would encourage people, if they can, to, uh, to, to get their vitamin D levels checked because vitamin D deficiency is linked to more than just weak bones. It's linked to cancer. It's linked to heart disease. Wow. And so much and pain and so much more. Uh, and their website is organicandnatural.org, and you can find more out about, you know, getting your, you know, getting your vitamin D levels checked, but... Uh, you know, again, it's not buying vitamin D. We're talking about just get your levels checked and okay. see um, what they might be. And, uh, you know, at least that's another step in the right direction to being, you know, a healthier individual. Knowing what's going on. And, David, I know you would say uh, just because we think to ourselves, well, I got a physical five years ago, especially those in their mid-30s, uh, early 40s, the older we get, we really need to continue with the screening, right, making sure we get all of our tests as much as possible to keep us healthy. Yeah, I mean, let's put it this way. I, you know, I'm 52. I'm in great shape. Um, I still go get a physical once a year and get all, I mean, I get every possible blood work I can because I want to see what's going on because, you know, if you do go five years without getting tested, what if things started going wrong three years ago? You're now so far behind the eight ball, it may be too late to fix what's gone, you know, already gone wrong. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so, yeah, I think, I think regular examinations are a good idea. doesn't necessarily mean we have to go on drugs or have surgery. But at least you know what's going on, and then you can, like we talked about earlier, my dear, we, you know, we can educate ourselves on what my options are. Wow. You can try to go natural, you can try to go natural, you can try to go modern medicine, or you can go somewhere in between. My mom just got diagnosed with uh, leukemia. I'm sorry to hear that. And my, no, me too. And, you know, she's got the type that's not the fun type, not that there's a fun type anyway, you know, and, and she, she called me. She's like, you know, what can I do? So she's actually doing integrative approach. She's doing... She's doing chemo and she's doing some natural things that I suggested for her. Okay. Uh, because because you can blend the two worlds or you can go one or the other. Okay. So there are certainly options out there. Uh, he is known as the uh, herbal pharmacist by many. It's David Foreman. He's a retired pharmacist and he's an acclaimed author. David, before you leave us, uh, what's your website or if you're on social media out there? Because I'm sure it, we have a lot of national and international listeners that want to connect with you, continue this conversation, or uh, know more about your book that's already complete. And then I heard from a little birdie, you have another book coming out, right? <laughs> Yeah, so the easiest way to connect any every, any and everything you just said, and even maybe learn more about this topic because I wrote an article from I do a blog as well, is just go to my website, which is herbalpharmacist.com, H-E-R-B-A-L, pharmacist, P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T, herbalpharmacist.com, and they can connect to my Facebook, my Twitter. They can email me questions. I know I talk really fast. You talk fast. we got a lot of... Killer information out there today. 
And if you missed something, you didn't quite catch it, I, I encourage people to email me and get it. Okay. Wow, awesome information. Keep us heart healthy. We're going to have you back on Let's Talk America Radio. David Foreman, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, my name is Kezia Alford. For more information on my music, please go to keziaalford.com. That's K-E-Z-I-A-A-L-S-O-R-D.com. Or find it online at any digital outlet. I pray that my music blesses your soul. And you are currently listening to Let's Talk America with Jane of Thornton. Listeners of your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, it is Tuesday night. And if you don't know, February is National Self-Esteem Month. I know it's a busy month for many, but self-esteem is so critical for the young, the middle-aged, and also the old. And I'm no expert on it, but we have two phenomenal women joining us right now this Tuesday night. We have the celebrity dermatologist. She is seen often on the doctors and extreme uh, makeover, Dr. Ava Shambay is with us, and we also have the one and only Joan Branner is with us, and she is founder of SelfEsteemExperts.com, and she's also the vice president of the National Association for Self-Esteem. Ladies, welcome to Let's Talk America Radio. Thank you. Thank you for being on. Now, let's talk about self-esteem. Oh, it's the, it's the elephant in the room. Many people claim it, uh, but I don't personally believe that many people have a high dose of it as they put on. First, I'm going to turn my attention to you, Dr. Shamban. You know, we live in such an image-driven world, and uh, women in particular, but also men, but especially women, are constantly comparing themselves to others, if it's not the supermodels or the gorgeous reality stars. What are a few tips you can give us for helping us love the skin that we were given? Well, first of all, it's important to, to realize when we look at these perfect images of these perfect actresses, that there's a lot of broken mirrors there, so to speak. These actresses have usually had at least an hour, usually more like two hours of hair and makeup to look that quote perfect. So they're not as perfect as they may seem, and so we shouldn't compare ourselves. And the other, the other thing that's important to know is that there are many treatments that are available now to take care of any imperfections that you may see in your skin. Everything from spots, from spots and brown spots, red spots, to acne scars, to lines and wrinkles, to tissue changes that we may not like. Okay, wow, which is it's things that just happened. Joan, I want to turn my attention to you now. How critical is self-esteem to one's overall health and our behavior? Because I want to bring up the B word because we often talk about toddlers and our children having good behavior, but, hey, what about us grown-ups? Well, self-esteem is critical for a healthy physical and mental lifestyle. It affects basically every social functioning in your life, how you feel when you go to work, how you feel in social situations, how you feel about yourself. If you don't feel good, if you don't feel confident, if you don't feel like you're worthy of happiness, then you don't function well in life. Okay. Wow. And I'm sure that's the root of probably a lot of issues um, out there. You know, Dr. Shamban, we all know about the, the, the selfie craze that has been going on for several years now. It continues to be popular. This trend just will not go away. But we also know there are a lot of photo retouching 
applications out there on all of those smartphones, okay? Um, I see so many celebrities use them. You can tell there's something being added there to the skin. Um, even we've heard the rumors of a huge celebrities being on the cover of many magazines being slimmed down. They're not that skinny. Do you think these have an impact on our self-esteem? It's terrible. <laughs> 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 um, well, I'm glad we have a yeah. <laughs> It's a mixed bag. <laughs> to the uh, National Award-Winning Family Radio Talk Show, Let's Talk America. We are putting the spotlight on your self-esteem. We have with us Dr. Ava Shamban. She is the celebrity dermatologist seen all over the tube, in particular Extreme Makeover and the doctors. We have Joan Briner on with us, uh, Briner, excuse me, and she is the vice president of the National Association for Self-Esteem and the founder of selfesteemexperts.com. Uh, such an important concept. Joan, uh, you know, Dr. Shamban just said it. We, we see these apps. Uh, um, they're on the cover of these magazines. That's not how they truly look. Not taking anything away from actresses and models. I'm sure they are naturally beautiful people um, to even get targeted for that type of industry. But we compare ourselves, and that unfortunately seems to be a human trend. You know, when we look at Kim Kardashian, who had a baby, and then two months later, she looks amazingly skinny. She doesn't have a belly. But most pregnant women I know, and this is a cesarean or vaginal birth, after a baby, they tend to have a pouch, but we don't see that with the celebrities, at least the ones that are willing to be photographed publicly. Does this have an impact, you think, on the culture self-esteem overall when we say we're comparing ourselves? Well, it does have an impact, but the most important thing about comparing yourself is to understand that it's not a realistic approach. Just as the doctor had said, people have touch-ups, they have just this, this, these apps are amazing what they can do in photographs. Wow. But the big thing is that when you realize that you're comparing yourself, you have to just get that you are and make a different choice to okay. focus your mind differently. And it's about training your mind to focus on yourself. What is your strengths? What are you good at? What are you proud of? Okay. And that's the most important thing you can do is focus on being the very best you can be. And there's nobody more unique and understands yourself better than you. Wow. Powerful. Be the best you can be. Dr. Champion, when you talk about being the best, our skin, it's so important. Hey, uh, it's the first thing we see when we look in the mirror. Um, I personally don't think there's anything wrong with wanting your skin to be as healthy as possible, right? What uh, treatment options would you suggest um, for those that are wanting their skin to be healthy, clear, um, and just overall be in great shape? Yeah, well, I would also, I would echo what John just said, 
is that we know that there's a positive feedback loop between when you look at yourself in the mirror and you like what you see, yes. then you start to feel better about yourself. And then if you feel better about yourself, it's going to help your self-esteem. So there's nothing wrong with wanting to have your skin be, be its best self. Okay. And so some, some of the treatment options, acne scars are one of the issues that can begin as early as in adolescence and persist all the way yes. to adult life. And there is a new treatment option for that called Bellicell which is an injectable, very effective in any skin type or skin color, can be used, um, you know, as, as, as early as adolescence, all the way through life, and really can correct those acne scars, as well as those smile lines, which can give people kind of a static look, the lines that appear from the nose on yes. the front of the mouth. Okay. It's a wonderful in-office procedure. You know, uh, staying on the uh, topic of skin, uh, anything at home, say there's a mom right now listening in and she is on a tight budget um, and saying, well, I don't really have the funds right now or maybe the time to go visit a dermatologist for the treatment you just mentioned. Anything at home she could possibly do? Yes, I love the do-it-yourself gloves and masks. And there's a great one called the, I call the apple pie mask. Yes. You take organic applesauce and mix some Green tea leaves have been a little bit moistened, some olive oil and brown sugar. You make it into a paste, you scrub it all over your face. You get a nice exfoliation as well as moisturizing from the olive oil, and your skin just glows. And if you do that three, four times a week, okay. your skin will thank you for it. Wow, awesome. And you being, of course, a, a great uh, dermatologist, I'm sure you would suggest, hey, lots of fluids, the, the water, is that H2O still a good thing? Oh, yeah, water and sunscreen, sun protection, eating right, sleeping well, all of it adds up to great looking skin. Right, some great advice always to keep in. Joan, I want you to close us out. Um, you know, there are those listening right now that say, hey, my self-esteem is at a low point. Maybe they've just gone through a bad breakup. Um, and, or maybe they're in the middle of a, a self-esteem boost and they're saying, I'm feeling good where I am. And maybe we have some that are living on a high right now. But we know life is ups and downs. It is dynamic. That we certainly can say about life. Before you leave us, what advice, final words of wisdom, could you give our national and international listeners who want to build their self-esteem and I'm not talking about just fluff. I'm not talking about the fake stuff. They really want to feel good about who they are. Well, I'd like to do two things that really help me. Even personally, I do them, and, and I think I have healthy self-esteem, and they are. I make a list of what my positive qualities are. I'm honest. I'm helpful. I'm creative. I go for what I really want. My friends say I'm fun to be with, and I write them down. Okay. When I'm feeling kind of down about myself, I look at this list, and it gives me a self-esteem boost. And I think it's really important for people to acknowledge their strengths, and that is what I suggest. Acknowledge your positive qualities. Actually write them down and look at them. The other thing I suggest you do is read things that are uplifting and do this in the morning because your mind is most pliable in the morning before you start the day. Maybe it's the Bible. Maybe it's a self-help book. Okay. Something to give yourself a boost because healthy self-esteem is training your mind to focus on your positive qualities and accepting who you are. Everybody's got positive. Everybody's got weaknesses. Yes. Yes. But accept who you are and move on towards your goals. 
Wow, I love it. Accept who you are. That is the going theme. I want to thank Dr. Ava Shamban and, of course, Joan for being on with us. It is uh, National Self-Esteem Month, and may we all proceed with feeling good about who we are. Thanks, ladies, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Do you need to see a doctor today and can't wait two weeks for an appointment? Are you tired of waiting for hours on end in the emergency room? Well, good news. Get Well Urgent Care is open seven days a week from 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. Dr. Baruti and his well-trained staff specialize in minor surgical procedures like keloid removal, IV therapy, telemedicine, and a six-month physician-supervised weight loss program. Get Well Urgent Care is located in Douglasville, Georgia, Interstate 20, Exit 37. Call 404-937-3508 or go to www.getwellga.org. Listeners of your national award-winning family radio program, Let's Talk America, it's the new year, and while many people have made resolutions for themselves, what about their homes? The type of water coming out of the tap may be one source of home issues with dry skin, dirty dishes, and dull-looking laundry. Here to share the cold, hard facts about the water in your home is home expert Monica Peterson. Welcome to Let's Talk America Radio. How are you this Tuesday night? I'm good. How are you doing? Ah, we are having a great 2016 and excited and honored to have you on. Talking about something that matters, our homes, our, our health in so many ways when you're talking about the hard water. Now, Monica, clearly uh, you know a lot about homes. So tell us, how does our water create issues around our most sacred place, our home? Yeah, we know water can create a lot of havoc, and many of us don't even realize um, what's going on. So, you know, overall, about 85% of us have hard water. And what that means is, you know, our hard water is just a little bit harder on our appliances, our fixtures. I mean, you mentioned, you know, bathing, towels, or dishes. I mean, those are just the basic things that we see every day. Like, if you go from hard water to soft water, you immediately notice, boy, the shower feels so much better. My soap is lathering up better. I don't have any more of those white spots on my glasses. And, you know, you're usually not stuck trying to clean that scale off of all your appliances and fixtures. But when you have hard water and you don't realize that not only you know, do you have these daily problems, but you're also adding a lot more stress to your plumbing and shortening the life of your appliances. Oh, wow. And I've heard people throw the term a hard water around saying, hey, I don't think my hair is getting the best it can be or my laundry is looking a bit dull. But what can we do to prevent the issues and problems caused by hard water? Well, the way to prevent it is actually to get soft water. So what you want to do right off the bat is you want to determine whether or not you have hard water or soft water. And I'm actually working with more than salt. You can go to morethesalt.com. You can get a free test strip. If you don't have time to do that, you can stop at your hardware store and get a test strip as well. You just run it under your water. It takes 15 seconds. It's super easy. And if you do, in fact, have hard water, what you want to do is start your research and go out and get that water softener installed. It'll be the quick fix. In the long run, you're making such a great investment in your home. Because you're like I talked 
about hard water is hard on our plumbing, it's hard on those pipes, it's hard on our fixtures. And when you look at the cost of installing a water softener and using salt, as opposed to the cost of having a plumber come and clean out pipes, reinstall fixtures, in the long run, you're saving a lot of money, and it is just a great investment. And in addition, you know, the things that we do daily, washing our dishes, taking a shower, um, you know, this stuff's going to be a lot more pleasurable when you have soft water. You know, it's Tuesday night, listeners, and you're listening to Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. We have on with us the one and only home expert, Monica Peterson. Many of you have seen her all on the television and on radio. You've heard her. Uh, she's a house expert, and she is talking about something I know very little about. We're talking about hard water. Monica, just how prevalent is the issue or problem of hard water throughout the United States? Well, about 85% of us have hard water, and many of us don't know it. Like, I'm, I myself didn't realize it. And, you know, my father, you know, was a rehabber, it's actually how I get into the business. Yeah. He's been bugging me for years. He's like, kid, I, you've got hard water. You've got to get a water softener. And I said, no, dear, my water is great. I live in a nice neighborhood. I yes. it. My water is great. It is great, but it's hard water. And I, I honestly, I've got this spot in my shower. I just have this white film. It's been there for years. I constantly clean it. I thought it was because of the cleaning supplies that I'm using on my shower. And yeah. it's actually from the water. And it's just ruining the grout. It's eating away at the tile. And I just kind of woke up about it. I thought, well, wait a minute. I'm spending all this money making everything look great, yet I can't keep it up. It doesn't continue to look good because, you know, the hard water is, is just tough on a lot of things in your home. Tell me this, um, you know, when you visit homes or maybe in our very own homes in the toilet or the commode and we're, we're cleaning, we're, we're using the Clorox cleaner and it seems to be a film that won't go away, is that likely because of hard water? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I see it in my own shower. I see it in a lot of houses. You know, and people get embarrassed. Well, we should do the survey. And, like, two thirds of people with hard water were like, oh, my gosh, I am so embarrassed by it. Because even if you clean your shower, you still see a little bit of that film. And you may have a house guest or someone coming into your home, and you're like, okay, well, it's clean. Like, you, you don't want someone to think you didn't clean your bathroom, yes. clean your shower. But that's just the, that's just the re, you know, residual from hard water. You know, you brought up a point saying that it can literally be in any home and so many homes throughout the U.S. and we don't realize it. You know, when we have a lot of individuals out there, maybe millenniums, generation Xers, even some baby boomers that are buying homes for the very first time, Monica, and they're saying, hey, my real estate agent, they're great. Uh, they're telling me everything I need to know. But it, can you ask your real estate agent, is there hard water here or he or she may not realize or know the answer to that? You know, they may not know. Like, where I live, I looked up my town online. I, I looked up to see, hey, do I have hard water or soft water? And I was right on the borderline. So it said, oh, you know, maybe it's moderately hard. So I went in. I Just do a test. I mean, boy, if you're going to look at a house, what are a test strip? You just run under the water. In 15 seconds, you'll know. Um, but having hard water or soft water really shouldn't be a, a deterrent for buying or selling okay. a home because this is how much it costs to, to have soft water. You're looking at an investment in a unit, maybe between $200 and $500, okay. the size of that unit. Okay, the plumbing to install it, depending on where you are in the country and yeah. what plumbing rates are in your neighborhood, between two and 500 And then for a family of four, on average, over a 12-month period, less than $50 for salt. So, wow. yes, it's not, I mean, it is an investment, but overall, 
not one that, you know, should keep you from buying a home if it has hard water. Wow. Monica's with us, and many of you already know she is uh, the frequent host of AGTV's Dream Home and Green Home Giveaways. Uh, you know, Monica, before you leave us, obviously you realize you had hard water. Now I'm assuming you're with soft water. You've installed all the equipment to get that going? Yeah, and, um, you know, it makes a huge, huge difference. And, you know, this is another point, too. You know, I mean, I had hard water for a long time, and, and it was great for drinking, and all that's fine, but as I was cleaning on my home, you know, I was using these tough chemicals, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old, and I changed all my cleaning products, like, right away. I thought I don't want her to be exposed to different chemicals. And what's happened, as I've had to change my cleaning products, I really can't get rid of the scale buildup. Okay. So it's also, you know, in terms of thinking, like, safety for your family, yeah. You know, I, you don't need the same kind of, you know, chemicals to clean wow. your or your bath faucet, um, you know, because you're, you're not going to have that buildup. Wow, and that's interesting to know. So you're saying uh, for typically you wouldn't need as harsh cleaners because the soft water is not as, uh, I, I guess, tough on the surface as the hard water would be? Yes, you're not going to get that buildup. You know, the hard water has that calcium and magnesium, and it's yeah. you just get a scale buildup. And, and I'm sure you've seen it. I mean, maybe you have soft water and you're lucky. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> but, you know, you really get that shower to clean. You know, you're using, like, little tough and cleaning products. Yeah. And for me, I just you didn't want the water, you know, that I'm giving to my daughter coming out of that faucet. I didn't want to constantly be having to clean it. Um, with something harsh. So, you know, the, the soft water, it's, it's, it's a smart investment. It's going to, you know, your pipes are going to be less damaged from it. Yeah. You use less energy because it takes less energy. Oh, to nice. Water to your appliances, you're extending your life of your appliances, your plumbing, and you're also enjoying a better bathing experience, showering experience, and it's also a little safer in terms of, you know, what you're cleaning with or what you need to clean with. Awesome. Um, yeah, and, you know, like, I mean, if you, and also, you know, you can be, you know, vain for a minute here and say, hey, you know, I do color my hair, and I'm just going to Americans coloring their hair? No way. <laughs> Before you leave us, I, I'm assuming, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm sure once people, if they decide it's best for them to make the transition to soft water, that it's just as safe to drink and use as the hard water, right? Yeah, it's a totally different thing okay. with drinking water. Yeah, it's totally fine. It's not going to affect your drinking water at all. It's really about, you know, your home and, like, what we're doing behind the scenes at our home. And we can put in pretty faucets and pretty shower heads, but that hard water is going to turn that pretty shower head, you know, a little rough, and it's going to happen faster than it needs to. So it's about the experience that you're having in your home, and it's about extending the life of the things that we are putting in our home. Awesome. Information for all of our national and international listeners. Monica, where can we find out more information about hard water and how to make the transition to soft water if people decide it's best? Um, you can go to morningsalt.com and get all the information that you need. Awesome. Thanks for keeping abreast of the latest news when it comes to homes. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. Thank you. This is DJ Nicholas, gospel radio artist from Kingston, Jamaica. And you're listening to Let's Talk America. Keep it locked. Well, everyone, that is our show for this Tuesday night. Thank you for joining us again. We appreciate you sharing all of the great news about Let's Talk America Radio with family, friends, neighbors, colleagues, everyone that you run into. We have gotten the messages, the feedback, the responses. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Also, for those who send messages and show suggestions on our website, thank you so much. We're getting those. Um, hopefully, you are getting um, the responses that we are receiving those messages. I 
we want you to stay with us. Continue sending us feedback, okay? Let us know what's on your mind. If you have a featured guest you would love to have um, on this show, let us know. It matters. Your feedback, your input makes Let's Talk America Radio what it is. You've got to join us again next Tuesday night, same place, same time. We have a brand new show segment. That's the thing about this national radio program. We have exclusive interviews, brand new and refreshing every single week, okay? You can listen to a repeat if you like at your leisure by visiting us on iTunes. You're going to find Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton Radio there, or you can visit our website. You can also go to Blog Talk Radio. Listen to the episodes again and again as many times as you want. If you only got to listen to the last 20 minutes of the show tonight, just go back and listen to this episode again in its entirety. We appreciate your dedication to staying connected to Let's Talk America Radio. Okay, everyone? Hey, you know we love great conversation, and I sound like a broken record, but I adore and admire phenomenal and inspiring music. Tonight, we have another selection from vocalist Michelle Johnson. The track is Thanks for Loving Me Too. I had the opportunity to interview this phenomenal vocalist live on television on the popular television show out of Atlanta, titled, of course, Atlanta Live. She was a joy to talk with, and we're so glad we could connect with her here on Let's Talk America Radio. Thank you so much to all of our independent artists, those who are signed on midsize and also large labels. Thanks for connecting with us. We love good music here, so continue to send us all of your musical tracks. All right, everyone, of course, the tunes of Michelle Johnson out of Tennessee will close us out. Thanks for sticking with us. Join us again next Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. In the meanwhile, you can listen to any uh, podcast episode you want by visiting www.letstalkamerica with ShanaThornton.com. We are on iTunes, and we know many of you love iTunes, okay? All right, see you and chat next Tuesday night. Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton, is an entity of Pageant & Thomas Enterprises, LLC. All content original, copyright 2016.
doctor today and can't wait two weeks for an appointment? Are you tired of waiting for hours on end in the emergency room? Well, good news. Get Well Urgent Care is open seven days a week from 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. Dr. Baruti and his well-trained staff specialize in minor surgical procedures like keloid removal, IV therapy, telemedicine, and a six-month physician-supervised weight loss program. Get Well Urgent Care is located in Douglasville, Georgia, Interstate 20, Exit 37. Call 404-937-3508 or go to www.getwellga.org. Are you looking for a family-based radio talk show that addresses the relevant issues and concerns of today? You have found the right option. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton is your award-winning radio talk show that's for every member of the family. We feature meaningful conversations each and every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check out our brand-new website by visiting www.letstalkamericawithshanathornton.com. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton is talking. Talk Radio with Substance. Tune in 